Welcome to Sunshine Talks, where we're inviting vulnerability into our conversations so that we can see more of Jesus and how He redeems the hard and not-so-pretty parts of life. So we may laugh, we may cry, but either way, it'll be real, and you'll know you are not alone. I am Zoe, and I am honored to be your host and to invite you into our conversations. So let's get started. Hello. Today on the podcast, we have Caitlin Williams, student at Baylor University and one of my super close friends. I am so excited to have her on the podcast. She is stellar at creating community, and that's what we'll be talking about today. And so thought, what better person than Caitlin to come on? She makes every single person feel like they belong and that they are seen. Um, and so it's so good at making community. So Caitlin, you want to say hey? Yes, I'd love to. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Zoe, I'm so honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. I'm a big podcast listener. And so this is very fun um, for me to actually be on one. I'm just so excited. Oh, me too. Okay. Um, since we're talking about community, what is your experience with community? Yeah, so I think I have had a lot of different experiences with community in the past, just through different seasons in my life. Um, I'll probably talk about it a little more later too, but I have moved a few times in my life. And so I think that has really shaped like my community and, and just, I feel like I've had lots of different seasons of friends and types of friends and, and sometimes lots of friends and sometimes one friend and, and it's just been kind of all over the place. But I think, um, just looking at, I I can see God in every community, um, even though it looks different. And so I think just my community has been something that has lifted me up. And also I've had to rely on community um, for a lot of things, especially coming to college, because that's really difficult. I think it's, and I always say it's not the easy route in life. Like coming to college is not an easy thing. It's, it's a lot of change and a lot of new people and new things and new classes. And, and so being able to build that community, find that community and lean on that community is so, so important um, in my life. And I think in a lot of others too. Yeah, I agree. I know a lot of girls that have come and they have been like, I can't find my community and I just feel alone. But, and I think part of that is we have this idea of what community is supposed to look like. And so you mentioned that it's looked different in different seasons, but I think we kind of get into a rut when we're like, this doesn't look like the typical, you know, college community and group of friends that I thought I was going to have. Um, but yeah. And I think just to go along with that, um, social media is really, really hard and really, really, um, it can be really, really painful to get on social media, especially if you're in a season of community that maybe you don't, you don't have like a, a core four best friends um, that you do everything with. And I think watching on social media makes it seem like um, everyone else does. Um, but I think after living through freshman year of college, I learned that because there were lots of communities that I saw on social media and I was like, how do they already have so many friends? Like how, how am I sitting in my dorm room alone on a Friday night? Like, this is not fair. What am I doing wrong? Um, but I think, 
And so I'd go on social media, which is not, not very good. Um, and so I learned that through that, like God was teaching me, like, first of all, you don't always have to be around people. It's okay to be alone and it's okay to spend time just with Jesus. And that's crucial. So that's a big lesson I learned. But second of all, you really don't know the full story. And like, I remember a lot of communities that I just really envied. I found out later that they've known each other for way longer than, um, like I knew them or like they had been friends throughout high school for forever, or maybe they weren't that close of a community. Um, but they posted the cute picture on Instagram and made it look like it. And so I think just looking at it and going, okay, just because you don't have a really cute picture in front of Andy's, which is a really fun <laughs> ice cream place in our town. Um, just because you don't have a really fun picture in front of Andy's in costumes with your friends doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. Um, it just means that your community looks different. Yeah, I agree. I, because I've seen like it, there are so many people that want that community and you really don't know the full picture and someone may have, you know, all of the cute pictures, but still feel alone. And so I think I've kind of gone on a mission, if you would say, um, to really be the one that is outgoing, although we may not hang out all the time. I guess this is kind of a tangent, but even though we may not hang out all the time, but to be the person that will, it's also kind of awkward because, you know, on social media, especially coming into Baylor, you literally followed everyone that had BU 23 or literally it followed so many people that you have no idea who they are and yeah. so then you you know follow their lives for a few months and then you get to campus and you're like do they know who I am like <laughs> do I like do I say something you know that yes. kind of awkward thing when I see them in the dining hall what do you do I don't think anyone yeah. will ever know if anyone knows please tell me because I don't think anyone will ever know <laughs> I I know I it's so hard. I'm like, do I say hi? Like, do I act like we're best friends? Because I literally know everything they did this summer, but like, yeah. okay. You know, all the highlights, but nothing <laughs> truly really about them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, like, oh yeah, I know this person, but I really don't know this person. Right. I just, you know, but, um, there are a couple of times, like people that they honestly lived in my dorm or like, we met each other after, but it was so awkward. I was like, do I tell them that like, oh, I like kind of knew you before, but um, yeah, I have kind of just gone on a mission to be the one to be like, oh, hey, I remember you and like to make sure they know that they're memorable, if that makes sense. Yes. Because I think that can also be her. I'm like, okay, this is so awkward. What if they don't recognize me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense? But if they do recognize me, I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, like you're not worthy enough and right. not memorable enough. But right. yeah, it's right. But it's, yeah, it's so funny, though, when you see someone in the dining hall and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always a fun experience. So fun. So fun. Yeah. OK, so freshman year, um, you went through recruitment for tried out. And then this year you're on the other side of it. How was that? 
Right. I, it was so fun. So fun. First of all, um, we did it all virtual. It was all virtual. So it was all over zoom, um, which was just crazy in itself. Um, but I had the best time. I got to meet a ton of girls, um, sweet, sweet, sweet girls. And so it was really fun. And also like through zoom, like I'd kind of go in and out of breakout rooms, um, to meet girls. And so I would also like see other tryouts that maybe I haven't seen in a long time. And so it was really fun, even though it was on zoom, um, just, we still were able to like make connections. And I think, um, so throughout the week, it was on Zoom. And so, and it was also fun because all of us in the chapter um, after the parties, we got to like listen to music and just have a really good time um, just within the chapter, within the Zoom rooms. It was very fun. But also, and also Tridel did a really good job. They made a bucket list for us to do fun things. Um throughout the week. So that was really fun. Just having things to do with your friends um, because you're not being able to see all of them in person. That was really fun. And also I think, cause we just had bid day. And so it looked different, but I really enjoyed it. And I loved that Baylor still allowed us to do um, one-on-one. So how it went is like, we got paired with someone and we went to dinner with them. And so instead of like going to a big party or doing a big thing, it was way more um, intentional. And so I think, whereas it was a little disappointing at first to hear that things have been canceled, it was really, really uplifting to hear like, but we can still do this. Um, and I honestly think um, it made it more intentional and a more of um because that's what, that's, that's why I joined Tri-Delta and that's why I went through recruitment is to find community there too. Um, and so building that with the new members was just really fun. And so um, obviously we all can't wait until we can be all together in one room again and hug each other um, and all the things, but it was still very fun and I'm thankful we were still able to do it. And I loved being on the other side because I felt like I really, really got to love on the girls going through recruitment because I felt that when I was going through recruitment. And so it was just really fun to be able to see people. And, um, it, I think it went really well and I'm really excited. And, um, all the new member class that Tri Delta has is just, they're all fantastic. And they were reading the list to us. Um, and we were just like in shock of how many amazing, um, Jesus loving, really, really cool girls, um, that we get to be friends with. And so, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it go, like as the year goes on and we get to do more, even virtual events with them. I'm just really excited. It, um, it was the most fun week. I love recruitment week. And to go on another tangent, um, I see God a whole lot in recruitment week. And so I think um, that was just really awesome to like still see him working, even though it wasn't my plan. Um, he still had a plan and he still worked like he always does. And so that was just incredible. Yeah, that's really sweet. And to be able to pour into those people and to see God through that, because it definitely is looking different, especially this semester, this year, but already this year. Um, But yeah, that's super sweet. And yeah, 
I love that y'all would be able to be intentional and to really pour into them. But um, I saw y'all driving around. I don't know if it was you specifically around campus. And I thought that was so fun. Yeah. So so we got to um, one-on-one ride in cars together um, and we had to be masked and we had to have all of our windows down. Um, And I am not one to to enjoy riding with my windows down. I'm just not. And so I don't like the sound and the feeling and it drives my mom crazy because she loves the windows down. But anyway, so I was like, oh no, how's this going to go? But it was so fun because we got to like turn the music up real loud and like we got to decorate our cars and it was just super fun to like drive around campus and see everyone else driving around it was it was really really sweet and really really special so I thought it was going to be a little weird and like I wasn't going to love the riding down with my windows down but I don't know I loved it maybe it was the adrenaline in the moment or the fact that we were able to do something fun but um it was we had a really good time that's good um we're going I'm in KXA and we're going through recruitment this week. It actually starts today. Um, so do you have any tips for, you know, Zoom? Yeah, yeah. I think um, Zoom is so tricky to figure out, like, social cues and and everything like that. But I think just going into it knowing, like, this is tricky, but I guess um, we're going to make the most of it. And then uh, just being so excited like because I think we are so excited when you get to be in a zoom room with girls um but sometimes when it's on zoom it doesn't come across like you have to be a lot you have to show the excitement on the outside if that makes sense and so that's something that I always try to do was like show just how excited I was on the outside on the inside on the outside if that makes sense so like whether that means, cause it's on zoom. So you can pop in a zoom room and scream and jump up and down and, you know, all those things. And just taking advantage of that because in a room, you know, you could hug and laugh and all that fun stuff. Well, you can still laugh on zoom, but you can <laughs> hug and, and, you know, it's a lot more of like social cues, but on zoom. Um, and then just like, we, would we would have like videos and things and I would always always dance always dance in my little zoom box because um it just made it a lot more fun for me and so me and another girl another tridel Teresa we she said that we just need to dance like our camera's not on and so that's what I did I just danced like my camera wasn't on and it was the most fun and it made the day so much more fun so just being like I'm just going to dance like my camera's not on, or I'm just going to be so excited. I think that is what makes it fun, not only for the girls going through recruitment, but also for you. That's so fun. I think from what you're saying, um, I should get out my confetti and throw it around. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of energy you need on Zoom. Yeah. All, you know, half pound. I'm running low, you know, but I just bought... I just bought five pounds, or I don't know about five pounds, but I bought six, five or six different types of confetti. Fun fact. Oh boy. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. That's funny. But maybe I'll have to dance around and, you know, throw around confetti. My roommates may not yeah. like it, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a fun time. Huh? Confetti's worth it. There's yeah. vacuum because confetti's worth it. Yeah. You know? And we don't have carpet, so it'll be a lot easier to clean up. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So do you have any advice for someone desiring community um, where they see or they feel seen, loved, and that they belong? Especially yeah, with so everything think- being social distanced and all of that. Right, right. So I think first my advice would be really, really to pray. Um, I think that is step number one before you do anything is to pray for God to give you that community. Because there's one thing that I've learned about God. If you pray for him to guide your steps or open and close doors or take this situation from you or give you, um, community, he will, and he, but he will in his own way, in his own time. And so I think, which for me was, is really hard. Honestly, I'm more of one of those that's like, okay, God, like, I'm going to pray. I'm really good at praying the prayer of like, God, I want you to handle this situation. I want you to open and close doors. I want you to, to bring community to me, but I'm not, as good at trusting it. I don't think, I think that's a lot harder for me to do because I'm more of like, okay, God, like, yeah, I want you to do all this, but also if you need any ideas, I have a whole Google doc full of them. Or, you know, like I am always, I always feel like I have other ideas, um, for him. And that's just not always the way that he works. And he doesn't always choose your plan, which many, many times, um, all the time I'm thankful for his plan over mine, but in the moment it can be really, really hard. And so I think just praying that first step of like, okay, God, I want you to bring this community to me and he will, and he will. Um, I think also because I think having a community starts with like you being healthy in yourself and in your spiritual life. And, and I think that's something I've learned this year is I have kind of always relied on community for like some of my faith. Like it, I feel like I've relied on other people for some of my faith in God. And so in this season of like social distancing and quarantine and, and I mean, you can get the call and you can be, you know, out doing out in class one second and you can get a call the next and and you have to be home for days. Um, and that's, that's really hard, but I think, um, just like making sure that you are like mentally healthy um, is super important because that is ultimately going to help you to be able to open your eyes and see what God is bringing to you and see those open and closed doors and recognize them. Um, And so I think that's, it's, it's hard when you don't feel like you have that community around you of feeling seen, known and loved. Um, but I think praying and when you're working on your own spiritual health, that will come with it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good. And really investing into your relationship with God. And then out of that flows everything else. And so makes total sense and totally agree that when we give it to him and really make sure that you know, like we're taking care of ourselves and that we're resting and we're, um, yeah, just taking the time to spend with God because that is good for our soul, um, is really good. And yeah, I agree. Okay. What if they start being intentional? Cause I know a lot of my 
friendships have come when I was very intentional with them. Um, and so really, literally anyone that I meet, whether it's one of my friends I met at this CL interview, and it's so interesting because I didn't get past that interview um, and the process, but I became friends with this girl who is now a really close friend. And so it's, yeah, so it's become, or like when I'm intentional is when my relationships fl- or flourish. And so Yeah, but when they start being intentional and really giving it to God um, and seeking out community and like it's not being reciprocated, um, like what do they do? Because they may start, may look like asking intentional questions or like going out of their way, but it's just not being received. Yes, I think that is, that's, that's really, really difficult. And I think that I've felt that a lot, um, just this year, I think has been just really hard for me, um, in lots of ways. And my close community, um, has had, has seen a little glimpse of that. And I think just know, like I said before, like knowing your health and knowing like when you're okay and when you're not, um, I know a really game changer for me is like, instead, like I, instead of just sitting in my room alone, um, I can text, people and say, Hey, what are you doing? If you're doing anything, I'd love to come over. I'd love to just sit on your couch. Um, and so that is something that I feel like I've gotten a lot more comfortable with, um, especially through, um, Oh, and like joining, um, a church community group. So at our church at Highland, we have community groups and I joined one this year and it has been just the best. And, Um, it like is truly like the best community group, uh, for me, like God definitely handpicked everyone, like, and we just, it's just been the best. And so either one of my leaders, I can text, I feel like I can text anytime and be like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time right now. And, and I need, I need to just be with people for a second. Um, and also because I am super, super extroverted. So I do not have limits of when I can like hang out with people and not like, I'm not a fan of alone time. And so, um, I think sometimes just knowing my health on like, okay, I know that if I keep just feeling really bad about myself and just like this stinks and like, God, what are you doing? I don't understand. Um, like I could do that all night long. Um, but I think just taking a step and knowing that like, it's okay to text someone and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to go get a snack? Do you want to go get groceries? Do you want to go? Because all there's many people that are feeling the exact same way. And I think that's also like when moving to a new place, that's crucial too, because I think people are like, what do I do? Like, I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to like reach out. And, and it's just, by just texting and being like, Hey, do you want to do something fun this weekend? I thought maybe we could go for a walk in the park and just doing that. And, and that, um, so I think you can, I think the first step is praying about community, but I think also God wants us to actively go out and build that. And so like, I think he does his part with putting people in your lives, but I think he also wants you to do your part and go and, and text people and talk to people and, and FaceTime people if you're in quarantine or anything like that. Um, but like, 
knowing that it's okay to text someone um, when you're maybe feeling really alone or you're having a really hard time, that's okay. And um, having, and then that will help you build the community of closer, your closer inner circle that knows you the best and knows when you're having good days and when you're not. And that is truly with like our relationship with Jesus is number one, how we get through this life. But I think number two is like our horizontal relationships of other Jesus followers with us. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes we think it has to be this really big thing, but in reality, it's just consistently doing those small things and just reaching out. It's not, Hey, like, do you want to go to this concert? It could be look like that or doing, you know, so all these fun things that, you're like, okay, this is, you know, Instagram worthy, that kind of thing. But yeah. it could literally be texting someone and going to climb inside of a tree, um, like Christmas tree to yes. be exact, which we did. And exact. that was a fun time um, that was a fun. <laughs> for everyone yeah. listening. And, yes. And that is an example of a time that I was like, everyone's going and taking pictures in this Christmas tree and I haven't gone yet. Like, and so instead of me just waiting for an invitation, I was like, no, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to wait for invitation. I'm going to go, I'm going to take Zoe and we're going to do it. And we did. And so I think kind of going off of that too, like if like, it's sometimes our, like, our, what we do is we just want to wait for an invitation. And, and that can be hard because when you think about it, like the other person is probably doing that too. And that is honestly, that's our human nature, but it's so silly. I think like, why are we all just sitting waiting for invitation? Um, so being that person and the worst they can say is I'm sorry, I'm busy. And then you can find someone else or read your Bible or watch a TV show or do something else. Um, but at least just trying and texting, um, is super fun. But yeah, we had the most fun that night. We got in the Christmas street. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, there's a sign that says don't, but you know, it's a fun time, but we didn't break it. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. It was broken before we got there. So, yeah. So it's good. Okay. So not that the rest of the conversation isn't fun, but we're going to go to our fun break. And so I'm going to ask Caitlin just some random questions, but okay. First, what are some of your favorite things to do with friends? Yes. Okay. First of all, I love to play games. I am a pretty competitive game player, not a competitive sports player, but really competitive in board games. So <clears throat> that is one of my favorite things to do. Also, go get ice cream because I love ice cream and that's always fun. And third of all, I would say have any kind of dance party. Um, especially if there's a disco ball involved, that is very fun. Yeah. That sounds so fun. I think we should have a game night. And then after we, you know, after I beat you in a game, then we should go get ice cream for celebration, you know, with some confetti and then we should have a dance party. That's like dream day. Yeah. Let's do it on the one day that we have off the semester. Oh yeah. Our wellness day. We should do it then. Yeah. March 9th. Um, (laughs) Okay. Pancake or waffle. 
Okay. I would say if I'm going to a restaurant, I would pick a pancake. Um, especially if I could get chocolate chips, that's my favorite. But if I'm like at home with my parents, um, I would pick waffles cause my dad makes waffles and they're really, really good. Um, and I like his waffles the best. So I get pancakes when I go out, but waffles at home. And I love them all because I love breakfast, especially sweet breakfasts, which is like basically what breakfast is. It's like dessert that you can have in the morning. Um, so I, I would eat like pancakes or like anything anyone put in front of me, pancake or waffle, totally eat it. I went to Crickets downtown yesterday and so good. It has brunch from 10 to 2, I believe. Oh. And got to go try it sometime. So good. Yeah. Um, okay. What is the craziest or most unexpected thing you've done? Okay. Well, I can't not say um, the milking contest I did in high school. So in high school, I, in our town, we have um, this event called the Dairy Festival and it's just like super community wide. There's lots of things that do it. Anyway, long story short, I was part of the, um, I was one of the contestants that year for the dairy festival. And one of the things that you do is a milking contest. And I am not, if you know me, I am not like a real country type girl. I, um, I may sound really Southern, but I'm not one to go out and ride horses and, um, those types of things. And so, um, that is really kind of out of my comfort zone. Like I, dogs are a big enough animal for me. Um, and cows are just massive to me. That's just strange, um, to go up to a cow, but anyway, I did it and I ended up placing third, even though I'm not a cow milker. So I like that also can lump into like my proudest accomplishment because that was, so crazy, so wild. Like I knew that like I could do it and it would be fun, but I had no idea I was going to place third. Um, so that was very fun. So that's probably the craziest thing Caitlin has ever done. <laughs> we'll come to you anytime that we need a cow milked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so good. You did great at the dairy festival. Let me tell you. Um, okay. You're really into Hallmark. So got to know what your favorite movie is. Yes. So into Hallmark movies. And I think I love them all because they all are practically the same, which is incredible. Um, but I think my top favorite is probably one of the ones, one of the ones I like started watching a long time ago and it kind of like got me into the Hallmark, um, world and it's called a very merry mix up. And I think it's superior because this, so basically just a quick little rundown, um, so the girl is with, um, she has a fiance, but he is like such a jerk. He's like, so business like works all the time, even on Christmas. And so she is going to go fly to see his family. Um, but he's not coming in and because he's got to work because of course the first guy is always a jerk. And so anyway, she goes and basically gets picked up at the airport. Um, and so tells fine, like, she like found the guy like found at the airport. It was like a small airport. So she like found the family or whatever, goes spend time with them, loves the family. Well, spoiler alert. Okay. If you want to watch this, <laughs> maybe just pause this for a second. But um, also if you watch two seconds, you'd know what happens. So don't worry. Um, but spoiler alert, they end up 
it's the wrong family. Somehow she went with the wrong, there are two families in this town and they both have sons that have the exact same name. And so, and it's wild. They're both picking people up at the airport. It's just crazy. And so anyway, so she goes with the wrong family and loved them. And then the fiance finally comes home and it's not him. And she has to go with the other family and they're like awful. And so anti-Christmas and the worst. And anyway, long story short, she ends up falling for the guy that wasn't even her fiance, but was part of that family. So just, just wild, but such a good movie. Yeah. That's crazy. I have not watched that one yet. So now that's on my list. Um, yeah, you should. yeah. So good. Okay. So we will go back to the conversation real quick. Okay. I think a misconception is that you must spend 24 seven with your friends for it to last. But I personally have friendships who because of a season or whatever, I don't see or talk to them very often. Um, but the time we do get together is sweet. Can you speak on those seasons where time is limited with the person, but you still want to be intentional with them? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's hard because especially if you maybe are in a new place and you don't, um, have a thousand friends. And so maybe you have a few and you want to spend all the time with them. Um, but maybe that's not the kind of friendship, um, that God created that to be. And so I think that's, that's really hard, but just, um, knowing that like, just because you don't spend all the time with them doesn't mean that y'all are any less of friends. I think, um, especially when you're in college, um, like I don't see all of my friends all the time. Um, number one, because of the world that we live in today, but number two, just because like, we don't all go to the same college or we don't all do all of the same things. We're not in all of the same organizations or the same, um, classes or anything like that. But I think that's what makes, um, friendships so, so sweet because like, I know I have friends that like I met through the school of education because I'm an education major. And then I have my friends that I met through Tri-Delta. And then I have my friends that I met through, um, like the dorms and that kind of stuff. And so I think just knowing that, like, it kind of goes in with the whole, like, just because maybe you don't hang out with the same three people all the time doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or it's anything less. Um, I think God literally just puts people in your life that, that are just, um, there for seasons. And that doesn't mean that you have a big falling out and it's like, you know, now we're not friends anymore. It just means that maybe you don't see them all the time. Um, but there's still like, there's still people you can lean on, um, in certain times. And I think that like, there are times that like, maybe I like God puts people in your life that have had similar experiences as you. And then when you go through those experiences, you're able to, um, become closer with them and talk to them. And maybe, maybe once you're through that kind of trial in your life, you don't see them as, as often. Um, but I think just like the imprint of, the people helping make you who you are um, is just, is just really special. And so it's, I think that's, that's really difficult, but I think like just understanding that 
we do have different seasons and different parts of our lives that um, people come in and out of. And I think seeing it as like, this is really fun. Like having, like knowing that there will be some more people come into your life unexpectedly um, instead of maybe seeing some people drift away. Um, but just knowing that like you always have that bond um, is special. Yeah. I think growing up, I definitely was one who was like, I hate change, literally anything. Um, I was like, I don't want anything to change. Like that's so sad. And I think I took it more seriously. I mean, it is hard sometimes, but I think coming or since coming from college or coming to college, um, I have really learned and understood that it's not, I don't know, like it's exciting and things are constantly changing. And so I think I've definitely grown in that aspect, but yeah, it definitely is hard. Yeah. Going off of that real quick. I don't remember. I don't remember the author of this quote, um, but I remember I read this quote one time in one of my moves um, because moving was really hard for me and I didn't understand why God was moving me away from people um, each time. And so, but I read this quote and it said, growth is painful and change is painful, but nothing is more painful than saying, than staying stuck where you don't belong. And so I think that just really, like, I obviously I read that like how many years ago on Pinterest and I've never forgotten it. And I think it's just because you have to realize like, this is really hard, but like after moving or coming to college, like I can't imagine not having the friends that I have now um, in certain towns, like, because I don't live in the same city I grew up in. Um, And I love those people. I love those friends, but I think um, like knowing that also God is going to expand that. And he's like, he is going to grow it. He's going to magnify it. And like, just like he did with the um, two fish and the five loaves when he fed the 5,000, like he is going to take that and grow it. And so just knowing like, yes, it's going to be really, really hard, but it's, it's going to be ultimately better because you're not just stuck. You you're going to be able to grow and God's going to take it and mag and make it better. Yeah, I agree. Um, There are definitely there's friendships with like at home um in our hometown that like we were really good friends like in high school and growing up but since going back it is definitely different and have come to realize that I don't want to be the same person it's hard and it makes me really sad to think that it's not the same level and same you know feeling I guess to the friendship but it really, I don't know. I appreciate my friendships now so much better because now when I go back, it's like, Hey, you know, like don't say anything besides that. And so, yeah, thanks for sharing that quote because I think we all kind of resonate with it. Yeah. So, um, you are in so many different areas and really, um, are involved on campus and at Highland at, you know, so many places, but how are you able to maintain friendships while also being diligent in all that God has called you to? Yeah, I think that's a good question because I think ultimately for me, um, 
I want to invite God into those friendships. And I found that like those friendships are the ones that you can see God so clearly. And, and, um, I think those are the best ones. So I feel like you can kind of go hand in hand and like allowing, like obeying, um, the Lord, but also, um, like also inviting, so inviting him into those relationships so that, um, they can grow through that. And so I think, um, sometimes God calls you to go places or move places or, um, be a part of different organizations and, um, that may be hard on some friendships. Um, but I think just inviting God into all of your friendships and, and allowing him to be your best friend and then, um, you know, allowing him to make those friendships is just super, super special. And so I think, whereas it's hard, I find that I, the friendships that I love the most are the ones that I did invite God into, um, which is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the concept of having a best friend? I've always been obsessed with like having a best friend, I guess, and putting a label on, okay, this is my best friend. This is, you know, what do you think about it? Yeah. So I honestly am not a fan of the term best friend. I think because I've lived in four different cities, I'm pretty, three. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, um, I could sit here and count, but the point is I've lived in different cities and especially at different times. Um, cause I've lived in one city twice. And so I, whereas I thought I would have all the same friends when I came back, um, I didn't. And not that I wasn't friends. Like, I feel like I was still kind of always friends with the people I was friends with before, but I think I had even, I had different closer friendships than I expected. Um, which is all a God thing, but, um, I, so I feel like I've had like a lot of different circles I've been a part of. Um, and yeah, so I don't really love, um, the concept best friend because I have never really felt like I wanted to just have one friend that I always did things with. And, and growing up, I was, I lived in our hometown, um, from fourth grade to sixth grade. Um, so you were kind of just friends with everyone. Then that was like elementary middle school and you were just like friends with everyone. And then I moved away from seventh grade to freshman year. And I feel like that's when people kind of started to like really form their groups. And I came back sophomore year and I expected everything to be the same and it wasn't. Um, but I think, I missed all of middle school and all the crazy middle school, ridiculous drama. And so I came back and I was kind of friends with everyone, um, which I'm really, really proud of because I love, I love that. I love being able to um, have so many different types of friends. Um, but I feel like for me, it's more of not really having a best friend, but having like an inner circle of people that, um, I can go to when I need to go cry and sit on a couch or when I really am having a really great day and I want to go get ice cream or whatever. It's more of having that inner circle of people who like truly know me, but also being friends. Um, Cause I hate the word acquaintance too. I think that's so, <laughs> me I too. I love that. Um, so I love being friends with everyone, but having that close inner circle um, is also super crucial, but I don't think you have to have just one best friend. Um, because I don't, and I think that I'm better for it, having a lot, having a few more of like inner circle friends. Me too. I definitely agree with that. And yeah, understand that 
yeah, it's not just one person. It's a community. Like a community isn't just, well, it could be just two people, but for the most part, it's, you know, coming alongside each other, like a group and having, yeah, that inner circle. Um, Something that I've heard is that you want it like your core group of friends um, to be the people that are pouring into you and so that you can pour out. And I have kind of in high school, I had, I was hanging out with not, they weren't terrible people or anything. I wouldn't say that, but people that weren't pouring into me and weren't good, I get, or good just for me. And um, anyways, but there's like a point where God was just convicting me that the people that I was surrounding with me with was not pouring into me. And I kind of had to like reevaluate, okay, like who is, yeah, is going to pour into me and who's going to love on me. And okay. It's not just about, you know, who's going to love on you, but uh, yeah. Who do I want to be like? Because I think that's really big um, to be surrounded by people that, um, yeah, that you aspire to be like and characteristics that you want to be like. And so I think it's a really big point of kind of finding that inner circle to grow in. Yeah, absolutely. Sense. I kind of went on a tangent and I don't know if any of that makes sense, but um, yeah. But okay. Um, is there anything you want to tell our friends listening um, before we wrap this up? Yeah, I hope um, that you were able to kind of hear from my experiences and um, learn a little more about community because I think not that I am, I don't, I wouldn't call myself like a perfect um, person at community. I'm definitely still learning and growing, but I think that's part of why we talk about it is so that we can learn from each other. Um, And so I hope it was helpful. Um, And also just that it truly, truly all starts with Jesus And so I know that our pastor at Highland talked actually yesterday about like it, it's, it's a good thing to be, to listen to worship music, to be around um, Jesus loving people, to be in community groups, but it's also equally, if not more important to first have that foundation of your walk with Jesus. And so I think that's something that I wanted to go in this week prioritizing a whole lot more um, so that I can grow my community. Um, and so I think just knowing that it truly does start with Jesus and and he's the reason that we're living. And he's so, so kind to us, even when we don't see it um, and that he's always with us and has a great plan for us. Um, so I think community is great. Um living life with people who also love Jesus or also love the same things, um, is super great. Um, and yeah, he's just the best. He is just done so much for me in my life and I'm just so, so thankful. Nicely said. Um, I have enjoyed having you on the podcast and I can't wait to see you in person, you know, soon, hopefully, but yeah. Okay. I love you. Thanks Zoe. Bye. I pray you are encouraged from our conversation today. I'm celebrating how God is pursuing you and who he's called you to be. You are a work of art, my friend. Imagine me popping a confetti cannon 
seriously my favorite thing over you right now. You are seen and you are loved deeply. If there's anything, absolutely anything, I can do for you or you simply want to connect, DM me on our Instagram at underscore sunshine talks. An episode will be posted every Wednesday. So until next week, but once again, if you need absolutely anything, let me know. I want to know you deeper, but until next week.